If your idea of fun is walking up and down crates, then you're into some dumb shit. And if you're into dumb shit, you need to go to www.nttfgpod.com and subscribe. I'm Rock. And I'm Archie. Well, our opinions, eh, they might not matter to some, but... What are you doing in there? It's a podcast. Immature. Crash. Trashy. And those are their good qualities. These poor schmucks are a couple of IQ points away from eating paste. But when it comes to music, sports, and comedy, well, that's all they know. You're listening to Not These Two Fucking Guys. Not These Two Fucking Guys podcast. If I was young in the dating game, right? I would probably be like, hey, listen, I don't want to give you the wrong idea. Like, let's grab a drink, but no Cuomo. Yuck. Yuck. I've only been kicked out of a couple bars in my life. The Ringside Pub. I was... I was with a bunch of friends that we know from high school. Okay. And I was with this girl. Now, this is going back fucking, you know, I was like 20. 20 no, 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 no. I was like 20. I was like 22, 22. So I was bartending, uh, a.k.a. checking IDs at the door in Belmar. Remember that summer? Yeah. All right. So I was checking IDs. And I'll tell you, I'll get to why, where I was kicked out. So I was checking IDs at this bar in Belmar. Uh, the place was called Paul's Paul's Tavern in Belmar. Exactly, fucking huge, right? How big was that place? It was fucking it's a big, big place, yeah. Local style. No, you're not catching any good people at that fucking joint. All any locals. good people. <laughs> oh god, bro. Yeah, like, 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 like. Even even when I'm I'm working at a bar down the shore, it's got to be a shit bar. Like that's just my luck. Yeah, listen. Like, uh... like I'm not working at DJs. I'm not working at bar A. I'm not working at headliners. I'm not working at fucking Osprey. Where are you working at? Paul's Tavern. Where, where's that, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, there's that shithole in that. No. <laughs> anyway, I work at Paul's Tavern. I meet a bartender there. Right, very nice young lady. Uh, so this is going back, you know. I have to disclaim this is going back quite a few years ago, twenty years ago, probably. Right? Why'd you just yeah, wink tw- at me? <laughs> <laughs> no. go, go fuck yourself. So I, I I become friendly with this girl. She was very nice. She was more like a hippie, hippie-ish, right? Okay. She, she smelled like a little patchouli. She had the nose ring. She had wearing a fucking crocuson or whatever the fuck they call it. There you go. All right. I don't care. She had a nice body. So anyway, we, we, we became friendly, and we had a good time, and we, what, what would you call it? We were seeing each other a little bit during the summer. Summer laughing, having a blast. So anyway, so we, we were having a good time, and after a shift, we go back to her place, and we had, uh, you know, she was like, can you spend the night? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll spend the night. You know, I live all the way up there. I was going to go home, but in northern New Jersey. But uh, she had a, an apartment with some people in Belmar. So I stay the night. It was about 2, 2.30 in the morning. My phone rings. Hello. <sighs> Jason. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Ma, what, what's the matter? <laughs> I'm frozen. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, mom, what are you saying? 
I can't remember if my grandma. No, I think my grandma passed away. So, I, like, usually I, I would worry about that. But I would. I'm like, what? What are you saying? I'm frozen. I. I saw. I saw. Now I'm thinking, like, you know, she's home alone. Like, is did some? Is there an intruder? Is there a fucking somebody came in the house? Right? Like, yeah. you know, like I'm the the son that lives at the house, and I'm all the way down the shore. I feel bad. I'm like, what's the matter? I just saw a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I go like this. Um, uh, it's two thirty in the morning. I go. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, because well, your first reaction is to get angry after that. Yeah, yeah. I got so upset. I was so like, like I was like, oh my god, like something's happening to my mother, right? Yeah. I go. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm all the way down here. I fucking. Can you come home? <laughs> I put the phone down and I go to this girl. I go, hey, listen. Uh, my mom, uh, she's bugging out a little bit. <laughs> she saw a mouse. She's like, she looks at me. She's like, she gives me the eyes of what's her, what's his bitch's name that you're going to see <laughs> she now. Me, she, no, she looked at me. She was like, yeah, right. And I was yeah. like, no, seriously. I was like, my mom, like, I got to go home. Like my mom was bugging out about a mouse. She goes, uh, yeah, do what you got to do. And I was like. I knew it was never going to fucking last. I was like, all right, I'll see you later. <laughs> so anyway, long story, I go home, right? Fucking my mother with a mouse, right? Fucked up. Fast forward to about a couple weeks later. Hey, listen, I stayed by you. Why don't you come up and stay by me? She's like, okay. So after Man, she, she agreed to see you after again if you, after you left in the middle of the night to go see a fucking catch a mouse? Because I wasn't lying. So she came up to she came up to me and where'd we go? We went to the Ringside Pub. Ah, we're coming back now. We went to the Ringside Pub and we met like cats like Billy and Astasia, uh, like that crew. If you, you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. okay. And there was like maybe like five to seven of them, and they were like Archie. I love her. She's awesome. I'm like I don't, I don't know. Who cares? Like you know, she's nice, but <laughs> I'm not bringing yeah. her around to fucking marry her. Um. So uh, we, 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 we got kicked out of ringside, bro. We were too rowdy. <laughs> Me and that group. Rowdy at the, really? Rowdy at the ringside? Yeah. Yeah. I think we were, like, throwing shit. You want to know why? Not, no, don't, not throwing shit like, you know, throwing cups. or we, I th- You remember that crew? Temps? Mm-hmm. Throwing napkins Throwing napkins? Shit. Yeah. Like, we, th- we, we, tur- we turned ringside into temps for, like, a hot minute or some shit, and we got kicked out. So that that uh, so you may not be let in next week. Then I don't know. Maybe I remember you. The funny part is, is that hey, were you fifty pounds lighter and have hair last <laughs> time you were in? <laughs> Yo, I remember that. I pulled my one my my fam- my famous one liner of years ago. Ready? Hey, listen. Oh no, you could absolutely stay over. But I gotta be at a blah 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 in the morning. But you could stay over. Like you could definitely I gotta get out about nine, nine AM. I got that thing. So so it's up to them. And then they're like, Okay, no problem. Nine o'clock. Eight eight forty five would come. <laughs> gotta get up, gotta go, I gotta go. I'm sorry, I know, I know, I remember blah blah blah. I would be hung over, whatever. Escort them out to their vehicle. I would go back in. 
pass it out. <laughs> Go right back to sleep. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the, no, I'm I out. can't. I can't. Did you ever have like one of those like like type of moves? Yeah. Mine was always like though. <laughs> I, I, I would fucking either wake up or come to <laughs> at like <laughs> three in the morning <laughs> with a fucking crippling fucking anxiety attack and just fucking eh, uh, out. <laughs> You would anxiety the shit out of them. Out. Oh, no. Oh, what happened to my date? Oh, he couldn't stay. I saw him jumping out of his skin. He was running down Bloomfield Ave. Who's your favorite pitcher of all time? Paul Ossenmacher. <laughs> Number 29. Paul Ossenmacher. Yeah, do you how, how how awesome was fucking uh, Bob Shepard, the old Yankees announcer? Uh, so what what happened? Like, and this is going back even years because he's dead. A good what? He's got to be dead probably seven years, right? Something like that. Did, didn't they have a, a? Didn't Jeter have a recording of him? Yeah, Jeter was the only one when they went to like the new stadium and stuff like that that had a recording of uh, now batting <laughs> number two <laughs> shortstop Derek Jeter. Do you think? Number two. Like, <laughs> do you remember going to the stadium and just and just smelling the food and, and smelling, being, wa- watching guys piss in the fucking <laughs> in the uh, the sink in the bathroom because the line to the urinal was too long? Yeah. Smell, and and as a little boy, smelling the cigar, you know, yep. cigars and even um, uh, what you call it, hearing his voice would just you, 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 that piggybacked with the fucking organ. <laughs> It just it just made you feel that like yeah man I'm in Yankee Stadium the best fucking stadium in the world yeah the way his voice echoed through like the, through the stadium pretty uh pretty pretty special like when we played wiffle ball we were kids you had to like announce yourself before yeah. you like now batting exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, it, you want to I'm not gonna fucking steal Artie Lang's bit about Bob Shepard which is a great bit. But yeah. like, like, do you think he was at home going? I got to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> the prunes went right through me. <laughs> Honey, what time is dinner? <laughs> well, what the fuck do you mean it's late? Late. <laughs> I believe you should go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck yourself. I. <laughs> Will not be going to your mother in law's <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> and then he takes over the top. <laughs> he, he never said that. He never, no. he, he never went to her mother in law's. <laughs> Yo, did you hear the new Guns N' Roses song? A son of God and why die? A side, a side, a side. Absurd. Absurd. All right. It sounds like if fucking I'm on fire starter. What's that band called? Ah, uh, yeah. What was that Prodigy. Band? If Prodigy was drunk and decided to record a shit song. I don't want to be a fucking Guns N' Roses hater. I like the music. I, you want to know what? I don't know. I heard it once, and I don't want to be a dick, but I don't know. I didn't really fucking... I wasn't too keen to it. How about you, my friend? I don't know what the fuck they were going for, dude. Like, what were like what was... The, is that what... So did Axl Rose listen to 
like today's music and was like, this is this is what will fit in with today's music, like trying to be different than what they would normally do. Because I don't know. It's it sounds, not. Uh, all right. So it sounds punk. It sounds you're never you're never going to mistake Guns N' Roses, the music because of Slash. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like like if, if you took out that fucking if you took out erase the vocals completely, you would go. Ah, all right. Yeah. Oh, this is new. Oh, okay. This is new. I'm interesting to see what vocals they would put to this. Yeah, because- but I feel I feel like when you listen to the whole thing as one piece, I feel like the vocals and the over mod- mod- uh, modulation of his voice, it actually ta- it actually takes away from the music. Like you don't Yeah. The music isn't like well defined to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't and know. And then like the, like no no discernible chorus. He just says absurd a couple times and <laughs> and it bet. sounds like he's speaking in a different like, like absurd <laughs> like um, it's just not uh i don't know it doesn't sound it just it's weird yeah rock uh i don't know it's a good question because out of all these years minus the fucking chinese democracy whatever the fuck that was like of all these years the the the, the new guns and roses with slash and axel and this is what this is what happens. Yeah, talk about like not doing, not like doing what took you to the fucking dance. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm not dancing. I don't know. What do you here? Hold on one second. Let's 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 see something real quick. You can see another yep. screen. Mm-hmm. Why well, are so many dicks on your screen? So I hear it's like it's like a it's like a, a, a almost like a punk beat with like sex pistols. Yeah, like a sex pistols type, but then also sounds like fucking uh, goddamn mental break. Uh, industrial, yeah, a bit, yeah. But I tell you what, man, I like the music. I mean, this is what I thought the first time I heard it. I thought that his verse. Like that was his verse, and then like when it hits the pre-chorus, it goes clean, mm-hmm. and then it hits the chorus, but it um, did not. That's a uh, you know that's a slash type of riff right there. Yeah. Absurd. I feel like he's repeating the same lyrics in each verse. It does, right? Well, weird. Odd. What I would like to say 
is that speaking of Guns N' Roses, I, mean, I understand the new song's out. You know, I, I, who knows? Who knows what else is going to happen with their album, right? I'm sure there's going to be an album. I tweeted out from the podcast Twitter account. And what is that Twitter account? Just checking. I think it's called at N-T-T-F-G-P-O-D on the old Twitter. I heard that's a good follow. Good follow. Mammoth is their album. It's a, a Wolfie's album. Yeah. It's fucking. I think it's really fucking good. It's a very, very good rock album. Did you listen to it yet? I've heard a couple of songs and I think it's really good. Yeah. Now, let, let's let's talk about. He fucking played every instrument, recorded every instrument, wrote the album. Okay. Now, besides Drew the picture that, for the cover, <laughs> stuck a broom up his ass, swept the floor while he was doing all that. Delivered CDs to Sam Goody in <laughs> Sam Goody. North Felt in Oshkosh, Nebraska, in, in fucking Sheboygan, fucking <laughs> Sheboygan. Yeah, dude, he's he's a talented kid. Uh, I, I I I put the out. This is funny. I don't know if this happens to you. Sometimes I put an album on and I'm like, dude, this fucking album's dope. I fucking love it. And I crush it for maybe about a week. And then I'm like gone. For some reason, I can't listen. Like, Not that I can't listen to it. It's like, oh, I know it's good. I had a great time. I didn't listen to it. With Wolfie's album, with Mammoth, I put it on and I went, eh. It's all right. Two, three days later, I said, I'm looking for something. I went, why don't I, uh, fuck it? Let me do it again. Put it on again, and I went, huh? All right. Maybe I didn't hear what I thought I heard the other day. I like yeah. it. Put it on again, and I was like, yeah, this fucking album's dope. He like yeah. he, he, he. I thought it's a very good rock album. Um, does that ever happen to you? Like you, you know, yeah, you, all the time. Where I'm like, eh. Anytime I I'm, I'm like, nah, it's good. Then you hear it again. Then you hear it again. You're like, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some some music is like that where you have to listen to it a couple of times to like really appreciate how good it is. Or, or for it, I think it's also too. It's like what you're doing, the mood you're in, how the music connects to you with the first time you hear it. You know what I mean? So, but uh, I, I've heard two songs, and what I've heard, I really liked. Thought it was really good. Check out his album, Mammoth WVH. You guys out there listening to rock and roll. Uncle Archie doesn't fucking lie, bro. I'll give well, you the he w- does, but he's well, not lying right now. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you the fucking, fucking the word of Arch. Check out the <laughs> check out this album. Dope, awesome. He did a great job, and I, I, I'll tell you what, man. You know what? The last song on the album, which was the first one he released about his pop, gives you the feels. Yeah, you know, because you know we're living it th- with we're living it through him, right? With the new in the media, like we're seeing what happens with him and his family and stuff, and and you know you listen to the lyrics and you're like, get a little choked up, but uh, now nah, the album's awesome. What's up, pal? 
Oh, you know how fucking jacked up I get, bro. When we got musical talent on, my friend. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, this is going to be a good one. This is a good one. I'm jacked up. If it, if you take modern, catchy, heavy rock vocals and mix them with a 90s groove, you get our next musical guests. Now, Rock, I'm not talking about the 90s groove you had with your beeper hanging out of your Jankos in high school. <laughs> I'm talking about the L.A.-based rock band Breaking in a Sequence. Welcome to Not These Two Fucking Guys podcast singer Rich Wynn and drummer David Silveria. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Thanks for having us. How are you guys doing? Yes, welcome. Thank you guys so much for uh, giving us your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, I know right before we started, we were talking about the gym for a second. And let me just tell you, today, there were some fucking dumbbells being thrown around when I was listening to fucking one of your songs, bro. One of your... (laughs) Delusional? Oh, somebody, somebody was throwing you around? <laughs> <laughs> Getting tossed around, dude? <laughs> Yo, de- delusional? I fucking love it. On repeat, probably about five times at the gym today. Dope. Wow, awesome. Thank yeah, you. man. Good. We're, we, we, we're really digging the EP, bro. So, yeah, really you, cool. What are you guys up to? Thank you. Talk to us about the band, man. Let's go. Still writing more music. Man, what are we up to? <laughs> yeah. We're just writing, writing, writing right now. Okay. So uh, that's that's the mode. Um, we were hustling to get the final single off of Acronym Out, which was anything but right. I don't know if you've seen that video yet. If you haven't, it's on YouTube. Okay. Um, that's that's that melodic, like groovy type style that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, delusional though is kind of like kind of like the foreshadowing to the sound that we're we moved towards since we wrote those songs so well everything's kind of got a little harder everything's got a little bit more melodic i mean just everything and we increased it by like 30 fold so and now increasing it how did that feel like i mean did you come from like maybe like a little more of a rock type when you guys started like that type of thing didn't you increasing increasingly got heavier yeah, so when we when we first started, right, when they when they asked me to join the band, we were a rock band. Okay. Like we wanted to be a rock band. And then we started writing together and we just naturally just started getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And um as soon as David started really getting back into the groove, he started hitting like thirty times harder. So yeah. we had to play louder and heavier to match <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Always a competition in the studio when the fucking when the, when the, when the drums go off, fucking yeah. And then you, I, I don't know, I don't know. Turn the, the, the guitars <laughs> always, dude. Can you fucking hear me? Can you fucking hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, no, that's the battle in the studio for sure. Yeah, that's a been battle for years. How, so, how long have you guys been together? Obviously, like pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um. Well, we're coming up on our three-year anniversary as a band, actually. Okay. Um, but really two year anniversary because we lost a year, right? Yeah. Um, I think our three year anniversary as a band is I think August twenty fifth. So that's about right. Next week. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, yeah. Congrats. So, but how- um, I don't know if you know the story. Like um, these guys had another band before before I came into the fold, and they decided to leave that band and do a worldwide singer search. Okay. Oh, wow. So, so David, you want to you want to dive into that one? 
weird me talking about that. <laughs> we were just posting that our band is looking for a singer and uh, they can send them submissions, you know, them singing other people's songs or covering whatever they want to do. And um, we had like maybe three, four people come down. And I think we, yeah, like maybe three or four. And then we heard Richard. And um, for some reason, I don't know why it took so long, but it was how many months was it, Rich, you think, before we called you? Oh, man. Uh, I want to say it's almost, it was between four to six months. And I was the fourth guy that came down. So right. I think you guys were going to settle for one of the other three. And then Chris, um, Chris, the bassist, ended up just sending me a track without really talking to the other guys. And um, I took that track and I, I cut it all up, like the arrangement, and I, I put it back together in a new arrangement and sang over it and sent it back to them. And these guys were all pissed. <laughs> Who is this fucking guy? He just cut up our song. It took us like forty-five minutes. We're like, just, just get over ourselves. He made the song better. What's wrong with us? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool, though. I mean, somebody to at least take the initiative to you know go ahead the extra mile with your shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, after the ego shit got off, we we took took that into account. When, Wow, this guy really knows what he's doing. He took the time to cut up the song and make it actually make sense as a good song. So we invited him down. Um, and I think the first day, didn't we work on like three to four songs, Rich? Uh, the first day, I think we had four songs already. Really? Because yeah. when I sent the song back to them, they sent me, I think, two other tracks. And I was able to take one of their other songs and turn it into two songs. So we, we immediately had four songs. To, to start playing and learn. And they had to relearn their own songs yeah. because I had to change them. Because <laughs> here comes Rich. And then when, uh, <laughs> when Rich left and went home, it took about five minutes and all of us looked at each other and said, this is our guy for sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, Dave, was there something specifically before this search started that you were looking for? And did you say, okay, you know, we're going to listen to a hundred singers and then we're going to narrow it down or was it like okay i only want to listen to 25 singers and have a better you know because after a while i'm sure shit gets repetitive hearing people yeah we're we're really looking for someone that had a really good singing voice but could also you know sing heavier and scratchier and also scream sure. and rich does all those things great yes he does thanks but I uh, I wasn't screaming at first when we first got into the band. Remember, I was, I was yeah, purely singing. Not like that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, did one rehearsal happen, and you were like, just fucking belted out a scream, and you're like, "Whoa, where'd that come yeah. from? Here we go. Um, this guy could scream too." <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen until uh, I didn't start screaming in the band until I think like four months later. Oh, really? Actually. When we wrote Delusional, right, that very first beginning, right. I heard it and we we were just playing it maybe the first or second time ever. And all of a sudden, I just screamed like at practice. <laughs> I, I literally just screamed my ass off. And I remember looking over, like opening up my eyes after I finished screaming. <laughs> and everyone was just staring at me like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Did you hear that? Are you okay? That's awesome. So, wow, dude. Yeah, it was crazy. 
it's now, crazy how, how everything worked out and, and, you know, that happened. So we decided to just start using that more. You know, I, I feel like a lot of singers out there don't have a lot of tools in their tool set. So they only have like maybe, maybe one voice or, or two voices that they can use. I, I try to keep a whole, a whole plethora of voicings that I can use. So you'll hear all that come out as the later songs come out. Yeah. And again, Archie had put me on to you guys. Archie's my, uh, he's my, uh, Archie does the deep dives for me and like finds like good music. Cause like my attention span is like super, you know, and I, anything Archie told me is good. I'm like, I generally usually like it. You know, we're best friends. We're in a band together. And I heard you guys and I'm like, wow. I'm like it, it's, and I love what you guys did as far as getting heavier, but also getting more melodic. And I feel like that balance kind of separates you and, makes it sound different it, it absolutely does um I, I try to make it a point to to kind of nullify some of the heaviness that comes out just musically because not everyone wants to listen to super heavy music sure right? but if you can nullify it with a with a, a, a really good melody over the top people will listen to it and they won't even know but then they'll be like oh my god i actually kind of like this and it's it's heavy i don't yeah. normally listen to this kind of music and that's when you get those people that come out and they go yeah i don't normally listen to this type of music but i love you guys and all that because they're getting hooked in, into that melody that's that's right so on top for me your band i obviously i i i either follow david or something I read, you know, he's got a new band. So I was like, oh, I'm immediately going to check this out. What's the first thing you hear? The singer. You're really judging the singer the first two seconds. Sorry, bro. That's just the way it goes, right? Like, that's yeah. the way it is. <laughs> so, so, like, I put you guys on. I heard, and I went, all right, all right. I heard you. I heard the vocals, melodies. I said, you want to know what? I think I'm going to like this. So I sat down, and I just gave it a good listen. And something, this might sound weird, but something about, I'm a, I've been a fan of your day, uh, of yours, David, for God knows how long, but I, his beats were just feeling like it was at home again. Like I could feel like that 90s, like that fucking groove that it was almost like nostalgic for me that like I, I can hear it. Like I, I'm like, that's his style. I know that style. You know what I'm saying? And then mixed with a new, as I said, I'm like my intro a little bit, like with modern vocals. Yeah. It became a nice mesh, you know? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and you know that was a happy coincidence that that we we all just meshed like that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know how hard it is. I mean, you guys play in a band, so you know how hard it is to get that type of chemistry and all that. Oh yeah, you know, he, it just doesn't come. He's my he's, he's my best friend, and I hate him. Yeah, seriously. Oh, especially in the best type of friendship in, 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 the, in the studio. <laughs> Fuck him, bro. <laughs> Singers. I hate singers. No, I'm just joking. So, 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 Dave, let me ask you. So, the submissions you were getting as singers was it like a lot of people doing like like corn karaoke? Like they wanted to like thinking that's what you wanted to go for, but obviously this is you know a, a departure from what you've played in the past. Uh, I don't think there's any corn karaoke. It was uh, a lot of people singing over some songs that they had written on their own. And uh, people are singing two other songs. And um, yeah, I don't remember any corn karaoke going on. <laughs> like, yeah. like like guys that may have wanted to, thought you wanted somebody that sounded like Jonathan Davis or something like that. Um, I, I don't remember that, actually. I don't really think anybody said anything trying to copy John. Yeah. Gotcha. I think, I think the other guys filtered 
the uh, the submissions sure. before you even saw them. Delete. So delete. Yeah, I, delete. They got something like they got something like two or three hundred or three or four hundred. I can't oh remember what God. the number was. Wow. So I don't think you probably sat down and listened to all of those, David. I did not. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so it nope. was probably filtered. No, sir, I did not listen to 200 okay. vocalists. Yeah, like, your top five, then come talk to me. <laughs> so you so, didn't hear my corn karaoke? No. <laughs> I did not. It was bullpung, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the cover of Faith No More, I, in my personal opinion, I think I see where that's coming from. Now, I hear Faith No More. I hear... Uh, Lost Prophets. I hear Old Incubus. Now, a new school, I hear Bad Flower, too. I don't know if you guys know who they are, but I hear I hear really cool fucking influences. Now, how about the, the other dudes in the band, Mike and Joe and Chris? Are they from other bigger bands? Are they local guys? Where like the whole gel of you guys coming together and getting this sound. What about them? Well, Chris and Joe... Chris and Joe, they're like best friends, and they played in local bands together um, okay. for, for many, many years. Yeah. So they're, they're not from any bigger bands, but they were in a band together called Needle Mouth. Um, okay. And Chris, the bass player, he's in a reggae band, a couple reggae bands, maybe like three reggae bands, actually, right? I, I'm not sure. He's in a <laughs> ton of bands. <laughs> um, and this is Mike's first band. Ah. Well, congratulations, yeah. Mike. <laughs> Landed a pretty good gig, pal. Yeah. Who now, had, uh, Dave? Did you acquire them, or they acquired you, or how? What was the before you got rich? How did that happen? Well, me, Chris, and Joe were in a band with uh, a couple singer guys and a keyboardist, and uh, the singers they weren't really good, and we knew it, but we stuck it out. We thought. All right, let's just keep working with them and hopefully they'll get better. And after a certain amount of time, we looked at each other and said, These guys, they're just not good singers. They shouldn't yeah. even be singers. So we told them that we're going to do our own thing and take off. And then we, uh, then we, uh, had Rich come down and we had Mike start playing guitar and I uh, just gelled like that. That's awesome. It's not, you, yeah, it's nice when it falls into place. Isn't it? It, is. it really did fall into place. Right? Because there's plenty of times where it doesn't fall into place, and that's just fucking, it's awkward. <laughs> when you just have people you don't want to be in the room with, like, right. it, it's it's just an awkward feeling, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, had, we had good chemistry from day one. That's awesome. Well, you can hear it on this EP, bro. I mean, pity, as far as pity goes, that's dope. Fucking, you throw in a great cover. Delusional is my favorite. I'm excited to see what's around the corner too, because I'm sure you guys got to be fucking piggy, it gets piggy better back. and heavier. Ah, yeah, it does. It does get heavier and heavier. Good. It, it, that's crazy. I mean, I I really can't wait to release it. I want to put it out right now, like right yeah. this second. <laughs> but we can't. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys release uh, it right now on our podcast right now. Yeah, if you want to play it right now. <laughs> Yep, uh, David, beatbox. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> now, uh, I, I, I excuse me if I, I, I don't know, but um, since you since we kind of came back a little bit, like a soft launch of this COVID, did you guys do any shows? Have you been rehearsing? Have you been well? You are rehearsing, but did you guys do any shows? 
So um, not so far. Not so far. Yeah, not so, so far. But uh, I think I saw online there was uh, the whiskey. Was it the whiskey go go? Like, was that one of your last shows or something? Yeah, it was the last show the at the whiskey before yeah. we shut down. Oh, Christ. It's, it's it's just like it's it's fucking a seesaw. So, it's like so going what back. is the actual plan for the release of the CP of new stuff? Oh, of, of the new stuff. Well, we're going to uh, we're working on the release for uh, EP2 right now. So we're working through all the logistics. There's no firm date yet, but we're trying to we're trying to shoot for a third quarter. If we can't get it out third quarter, then we're going to have to wait till uh, Q1 or first quarter of 2022 to release it. But I want it out before then because the sooner we get this one out, then the sooner you guys can hear our phase three stuff, which is some of my uh, favorite material right now. So what's the... Uh, phase three is on a different level than the other stuff for sure. <laughs> now, Rock, it, I, Rock, I want to hear phase three. Yeah, me too. All right. It just sounds cool. <laughs> it just it, sounds it, cool. Now that, that, that's by design. Is it like, okay, we start this band up, we, we put out an EP, we make, write these songs. Here's the story arc we want to do. Or is it like, it just happens by attrition. Like, okay, we wrote this, we wrote this. And then you guys just naturally gravitate to the heavier shit. Yep. That's exactly how it happened. I think, I think it started with delusional. Well, yeah. yeah, it started with delusional. Well, the real beginning of it was pity when we wrote pity right? Uh-huh. because that was when you started playing with your body again and you actually started hitting a lot harder you know like archie how you were talking about when you hear it you're like oh yeah this is nostalgic i know this joke this is him right yeah yeah when i when we wrote pity and i we started playing in the studio i looked over at david and i was like this is the David that I remember. Oh shit. This is yeah. crazy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I get to see that every week when I go down to practice. Look at and you. I've, I've watched it. I've watched <laughs> it grow into this monster. It's awesome. You know, everything. Well, you're one of the lucky ones because I get to see a two bit shit heel drummer when I go. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> I'm just joking, he's a great drummer. But uh <laughs> so how how does rehearsal go as far as I'm because I'm interested in like drives eighty miles. We know that Rich drives eighty miles with a fucking sub in his hand and a coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, with a sub in my hand, I'm just eating a sub. <laughs> I, I tell you, I'm actually, I'm actually embarrassed that like I, I didn't know that Orange County was that far from LA. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was like, like in a neighboring area. So, yikes! Yeah, that's, that's about a about an hour and a half with no traffic. Two and a half hours or three hours with traffic. But hearing your guys sound, it's worth the drive, Rich. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely <laughs> worth the drive. And I have, a, I have I've got a Tesla, so it, it drives me there. Perfect. And Arch, so. Arch, he's fucking more on time to practice than you are. How about that? Uh, Hour and a half right. away. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm I'm the first one that practice always. <laughs> right, <it is>. Always. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, practice is cool when we, when we get together, um, you know, everyone shows up, we, we kind of chit chat, we shoot the shit and we get to work. Now, I mean, do phones go on like immediately to record? Do you have anything like, cause I know like, uh, some of the bands that I was in, like we would fucking just press record as soon as we walked in because you never know what the fuck is going to pop out. And then there's other bands that don't even give a fuck. And then we'll record that later. <laughs> that that's us. Yeah. <laughs> we can do the fuck. 
Um, we do record our live practices. We, we do a live recording of practice just to reference back and yeah, yeah. listen to how much we suck so that we can, you know, fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, uh, that, that, that's about it. I'm always fascinated whenever we have musicians on um, of the writing process because everyone's is different. Uh, what about you guys? About how we write? Yeah, yeah. the process. Or, or is there a process? Um, not really a, a set process. I mean, it can start out with a drum beat that I start playing to and then the guys will start joining in or a guitar riff or a bass riff. And we just kind of take it from there and build on whatever anyone's doing that sounds cool and has potential. We just kind of go for it. So it's really up in the air. Whoever starts something that sounds good, we just play along with it. And that morphs into, you know, it could morph into a song or we can work on it for an hour and say, you know, this isn't really good. Let's just go on to something else. But it usually just really starts that way with one individual making something and we just start feeding into it. The other guys, is it an open door policy? Everybody like, yo, I got this riff. Hey, man, I got this bass line. Yeah, absolutely. That's yes. cool. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so then when, when they do that, after they play for play with it for like an hour or something, they'll record me parts, right? Um, they'll record it, and then they'll send it to me over the internet, you know, Dropbox, something like that, or uh, Google Drive. And then I'll take it, and it's just all basic stuff. Um, the riffs are there, but not they're not truly fleshed out and then i'll take that and i'll cut it up and i'll piece it all back together the way that i want to hear it and then i'll listen to that that um that structure at least 200 times and then the melody will pop into my head and i write the words i do syllable counts i write the words and i send it back to them and then uh david rewrites his drums to to match what's going on. And then the other guys will rewrite their guitars. So we kind of do it in a, a really strange way, but I, it's worked for us. But it works. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yes. I think it really works good because we're in the rehearsal studio writing and recording. And, um, you know, I guess at some point where your mind gets fuzzy, you're not sure if it's, if it's even good anymore, but you're still working on it. So by the time we finish, a couple of re- or re- rehearsal settings, uh, we'll send what we have to Richard and he gets a fresh pair of ears on it. And then yeah. he can really make sense of it in a way that we were able to, because, you know, once you end of a rehearsal, you're kind of fried. You're not really sure if it's even going on anymore. Yeah. So Richard gets fresh ears and, and totally, you know, makes a structure out of it or says, this is not a good part. This is a good part. And then, uh, you know, he knows what to do to put it back together. Yeah, I leave works. a lot of things on the on the editing room floor. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's really cool that you've obviously in a, in a short time earned their respect to even as David said before with even with like when you auditioned, you cut up a song and and made more sense of it and how and how you interpreted it. And I think that's I think that's pretty awesome. Like, that, that that's a definitely a, a high compliment. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No. I mean. Like I didn't do that to like impress them or anything. I, I did it because I was like, you this is it. how I want to hear the song. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I want to hear the song like this. I want to sing to it like this. So I'm going to make it like this. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. You yeah. Know? How many, if you, if you guys remember, how many gigs did you play before COVID before shit was shut down? Do you know? Not very many. Okay. Not very many. Um, 15, maybe 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now what, what was the dynamic of you're practicing, 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 and you guys are good, 
But when it's game day, how did game day feel? First show out. Did you guys the first you know, like, show out? Yeah, were you guys ready? <laughs> like, fuck that we were prepared. We got this great singer. We're going, or you know, was nerve wracking coming out? Talk to me about. Well, Dave, you go first. Talk to me about the the first gig out. Um, I don't remember our first gig out. But, <laughs> okay, uh, that was uh that was the uh, Schechter after party. Uh, the, that the yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. On game day, it doesn't really. I don't really get nervous or anything. I don't really get affected by it. I just go in there and do my thing and get it done with. Yeah. He goes in and slays. That's all we need to know. <laughs> How about you, Rich? Well, funny story. So we wrote Delusional the night before. Okay. Right? And I did uh-huh. that scream. Remember I told you? I just yeah. did that scream out of nowhere. Uh-huh. I ended up blowing my voice out oh, the uh, night good. before our first show. Oh, boy. So I, I limped <laughs> through our first show. So I was stressing out like crazy before our first show, and uh, I literally limped through it with half a voice. Uh, yeah. But did, did you get a, uh, a good uh, – was the feedback was good from a lot of people? Was you know was it like a small theater or how was that? It setup? wasn't even a theater. It was, a, it was like a, a, a small bar. Well, not a small bar. It was like a, a, a bigger bar. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, but it was packed. It was like, it was free entry and it was like just shoulder, just cram people in there. Got it. And the craziest thing was seeing people sing along to, uh, to the songs that we have released. And I was like, Whoa, this, this is weird. You know, yeah. I've never experienced that before. So that's so a good I feeling. Really cool. First time out. That's a good feeling then <laughs> because yeah. if someone's singing your shit first time out, then that's, that feels good. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good vibe to to start off. Other than not having a voice, that freaked me out. So you guys were on a roll. You did like fifteen gigs and then shut down. And then what? What what was the game plan from there? Like when we when we knew we shut down, Rocco and I, uh, we said we're just gonna if whatever we do, we're just gonna email back and forth, and uh, we're gonna start a podcast. So that's what we did. (laughs) But (laughs) but what did you guys do? We continue. Continue to write. Yeah, good. So if you go on, uh, if you go on YouTube, we did something called the lockdown challenge, which okay. uh, Sammy Hagar was doing, or he had started it. Okay, and it's basically get together with your band, uh, do re- write a song remotely, film it, and release it. Right. So that's what we did. So you can actually hear the start of Phase Three um, on YouTube. The video is called Unsavory. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna blast that out when we blast yeah. out the uh, the episode. All right, yeah. unsavory. Here we go. Rock, rock. So that phase three. Phase fucking three. Phase three. Phase fucking three. <laughs> Here we go. Phase, that's the name of the that's the name of the album. Phase they're fucking name three. The fucking out the EP. Phase three, and that's it. I think well, maybe you never know. I, I, Rich, I, I think it's awesome. Like the excitement you have, and you can tell that. You're really digging what you guys are playing, and you know, obviously, anxious for the fans to hear it. And we're very anxious to hear Phase Three because we're, we're uh, <laughs> you definitely uh, piqued our interest with that for sure. Um, is it is the plan if let's say the world goes back goes back to normal? Or, you know, is there tours? Is is it touring, or is you guys looking just to write 
and right and right. Well, I mean, if everything can go back to normal, we're looking to get on a tour probably as an opening act with a bigger artist. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Good. So yeah, I think that's a logical next step for us is is to go and tour with a bigger artist so that we can get more exposure um, to crowds and everything like that. You know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, and I, and I feel like that's probably where you guys really like test yourselves, right? You know, to to, to get that. You know, you, you as an artist, you make the album, right? You're making EP, whatever you have, and you know, and, and you you get great views on YouTube, but that instant, you know satisfaction you get in the instant like judgment from the fans has to be the ultimate rush yeah i think i think david would know more about that than i would <laughs> you know he's he's been out there way longer than we have we just want to play in front of people we're, we're dying yeah. to play in front of people well i i, I I'm, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say with this ep out I, I i i think your next couple gigs after this fucking thing is done after this COVID thing is done I think we're on a we're on the right path. I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait till you come to the East Coast. So we're from Jersey. Hopefully you guys make a little fucking run down here. We can catch you, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So uh, I just want to ask David real quick, Arch. What is the motivation slash inspiration to, you know, start another band, right? You've played in arguably one of the biggest bands of its time. You've, you know, you've toured, you've sold, you know, multi-platinum selling what gets you up in the morning to go ahead and do that again it's purely for the love of music the creativity and um just the feeling you get when you're playing with friends making music it's just it's wonderful that's awesome yep we all feel that i mean we all are doing this for fun you know what Uh, i mean um at, at the end of the day we always make sure that it's fun if it's not fun then we're doing something wrong and we got to go back and reevaluate where we went wrong, you know? And I think that comes out when you hear us live and in the music that, you know, we're actually having a good time with each other. That's good. I mean, from what we hear so far, this could, I'm going to say, this is just the beginning, bro. We're, we're we're just getting out of phase one. (laughs) You're right. We're happy for you. Um, Thank you. Do me a favor. Tell everybody where they can get your shit, where they, you guys could be found, social media. Um, social media handle is uh, yeah. bias, bias Band OC um, that you can find us on the Facebook or uh, IG. And then uh, you can check out our videos on YouTube under, uh, I think it's just breaking in a sequence. Very cool videos, by the way. Very cool videos. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we got a... Uh, I think we put out six different videos for that uh, for acronym. Two, I think three of them are visualizers and three of them are uh, performance videos. So uh, if you haven't seen that, check it out. And then, like I said, Unsavory is on there, and that's a Phase Three song. Now, don't let all this talk about Phase Three sway you from Phase Two because <laughs> yeah. Phase Two is still really good. <laughs> like 100%. Phase Two was the was the next uh, evolution from good. us. But um, yeah. And our website is biasofficial.com where you can get t-shirts uh, and other merch. Yeah, actually, real quick, I just want this just came to my head. David, dude sent, sent me a clip the other day. I just, for my own well-being, have to know this. Woodstock 99, playing in front of a fucking crowd like that. Because, like, when are you going to play in front of crowds like that? It's just, it's insane. A C 
right? The sea of people going up and down. Can you just give me just like a minute on that? Like, how, how did that? Do you remember anything from that show? Um, I do. I remember looking out, and as far as I could see, it was just all people. And um, you know, before we went on, we knew how big the crowd was. That may have been one of the only shows I was kind of nervous about, but um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Once I go out and get up on the drums and ready to hit it, it all goes away. It's just all about the music. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck. that was a crazy show. Watch yeah, all the people jump. It was amazing. It's just like seeing a sea of people just, just fucking in unison doing, you know, just bouncing to your band. That hopefully fucking Bias will be on a fucking huge tour and we'll get to see this again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, brothers. Yo. Seriously, uh, Rocco and I, we, we thank you very much for giving you your time. We wish you guys nothing but a luck. We're big fans of yours. And phase two, phase three. Anywhere you come near us, we're coming to see you. Richmond, like right. D- David Silveria, Bias, go check him out. Guys, good luck. We'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time, man. Good luck. Stay well. You too. Thanks. Yo, that was biased. Yeah, I'll tell you what, dude. Honestly, like, I feel like they do get heavier and they do get more melodic. And yeah, it's it's a very nice balance. Yeah, it's a very nice balance because it's not it's not like the 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 good cop bad cop lyrics like a like good cop bad cop melody like I always say like it's it, <laughs> it, it really it really like blends well together. It does, and and like I mentioned in the interview, it was like nostalgic. His drum playing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it made me go back to you know I, like I I don't want to just start saying corn because it's not corn, but it just no. his beats. His drumming, his groove, his his feel. That's what made me like I was like, ah, ah, I missed that shit. I haven't heard that in a while. You know what I'm saying? And D- David's very super he, he's super modest. The guy's a fucking a legend, especially in that in that genre. I know people you know, don't like the genre of new metal, but like yeah. dude, play with one of the biggest bands of their time. Of course. And still, you know, I, I asked him about this, still has the hunger to go out there and fucking just Purely for the love of music, and like, also, he's 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 been there, done that, bought the fucking T-shirt. You know what I mean? Like, and also, a man of many words. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you play that good, you don't need to have many words. He's like, that's why, that's why me, me and you talk for a fucking living right now. <laughs> <laughs> because we suck. Very interesting, though, right? Richard, singer, good ideas. The band is receptive to them, so that you know that's just something to fucking ponder there, pal. Well, Very re- receptive to cutting up songs and changing stuff. Wow, yeah, I mean, Rocco, thank you very much for for elaborating and letting I gotta, me I, know. I, yeah, we we need to play that for Tim. Tim, listen, <laughs> not every riff is set in stone, pal. <laughs> what a shame. Well, with that being said, Rocco, what do you have to say? Get the fuck away from the microphone to the people. If you just heard us talking to Dave and Rich, you never snitch. You think you got more game than Hitch, and you ain't no goddamn son of a bitch? Then you just listen to Not These Two Fucking Guys podcast.
Yeah. All right. I love you. I love you more. No Cuomo. <laughs>